Welcome to the You Can Tell the Children podcast, a place where sharing God's word with the next generation in your circle of influence can be simple, easy, and fun. We know that intentionally teaching children about God and the relevancy of His word will be a game changer in their homes, schools, and communities. This podcast is a ministry of Bible to School, experts in engaging children with the Word of God. Together, we will make sure that you can tell the children about the love of Jesus. Ready, set, let's go. Welcome back to the You Can Tell the Children podcast, a ministry of Bible to School. I'm your host, Meredith Steidler, and this is episode 115. Well, today, you're going to hear from two Bible to School volunteers, a small group leader and a bus driver, who'll share all about the power of prayer. Tim and Esther tell some awesome Bible to School God stories, and you'll just fall in love with their heart for this ministry, a ministry that they call the God-given answer for reaching hearts and lives of young people. Before leaving today, please take a moment to rate and review the You Can Tell the Children podcast on your favorite podcast channel. This small step can help us reach others with the message of Jesus and let others know that they can start a Bible to School program in their community. Speaking of which, did you know it is super simple to get involved in your local Bible to School? Volunteering looks like two hours just once a week, yet the impact is eternal. Log on to www.bible2school.com. That's Bible, the number two, school.com. And enter your zip code to locate the nearest program to you. Ready to hear about the power of prayer? Join my conversation with Tim and Esther now. Well, hi, Tim and Esther. It is so good to be here with you guys today. Here at the You Can Tell the Children podcast, we often do member highlights, which is talking to people who are involved with the Bible to School program, which is a ministry that You Can Tell the Children podcast is a ministry of Bible to School. So Tim and Esther, would you please just say hi and introduce yourselves a little bit to our listeners today? Sure. We just love to be here and we're so thankful for this opportunity to share about what God has done in Bible to School through answers to prayer. Yes. Amen. Almost 56 years ago, the Lord brought Esther and I together and uh, our life verse was uh, Psalm 34, 3. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. And it's been our privilege to do just that through Bible to School. Amen. And they have. And to our listeners, um, this is an extra special interview for me today because Tim and Esther are personal friends. They're in my school district, in my area. And because of them, not all because of them, but a lot of because of them, the Bible to School program is what it is today in our area. Um, and this is the district my kids go to school. So extra excited for this. And I'd just be curious for everyone to know who all's in your family now and how is God using your gifts right now in your life? Well, God blessed us with uh, four daughters. One is living here in Lancaster. We're very thankful for that with uh, three children. And she's a site director. Yes. <laughs> and one is in Virginia with grown children who are married and now presenting us with great grandchildren oh. as well. One is in the ministry down in uh, Cibolo, Texas. Her husband's a pastor. And one is with Jesus. We're very grateful for the family that God has given us. Mm, praise the Lord. So would you tell us a little bit about your background? I know, Esther, I believe you were a nurse and Tim, you were a pastor. Yes. Uh, we don't have to go into great detail, but I know God has shaped you and used you all of your years. So yeah. I'd be curious to know a little about that and how it's brought you to where you are today. 
Well, I was born and raised in Camden, New Jersey, uh, to godly parents who loved the Lord. At one point, uh, when I was uh, six and a half years old, and I was the uh, oldest of three, my mother was pregnant with her fourth child, and the Lord took our father home to be with him. He was only 33 years of age. He died on their eighth anniversary, eighth wedding anniversary. And as I said, my mother was pregnant with our, our, our fourth child. So that's been the background. But the godliness, my mother raised us without remarrying. God blessed us with a mother who wanted to see us know the Lord, the power of his word, and most of all, the power of prayer. That is, uh, she'll be a living example to me for the, all of my life of the power of prayer and uh, so thankful to the point that I loved the word and wanted to teach and be involved in, in teaching. So the Lord took me after the military, he took me to uh, Philadelphia College of Bible, then on to Dallas Seminary, then on to Denver Seminary for additional training, on into pastoral ministry for 20 years, and then brought us here to uh, Lancaster, where we were in ministry for another 20 plus years, and so grateful to God for that privilege. Wow. Wow. What a journey. I'm sure we could have a whole episode on just each of your journeys and how God has used and answered prayer and um, how that impacts your desire to tell children about Jesus. Yes. Um, Esther, I'd love to hear a little bit about your story. I, too, was raised in a very godly home. My mom and dad loved the Lord, and they, too, just taught us all the time we were, were taken to church, but we were taught that we had to have that personal relationship with mm -hmm. Jesus Christ. The power of prayer really entered my life when my mom was diagnosed with cancer. I was 15, she was 42, and I thought I would pray hard enough and God would save her. You know, he would, I mean, she was a save, but she, he would heal her. Mm -hmm. And when he didn't do that, that really shook my faith. Mm -hmm. And it was like, God, why don't you answer our prayers when we're believing you? But through that experience, three months after, God met me one night in a very powerful way as I was so angry with him. And I just really told him. And I just had it out with God. It was my watershed experience where God revealed himself very powerfully. And he spoke to my heart. I know you say it's not audible words, but it was so clear. And I knew from that point on how much he loved me mm -hmm. and that he didn't take my mom to hurt me, that this was his plan for her life. And it was so exciting. I just remember going from anger to this incredible peace, to knowing God loved me and that he was right here with me. And he said he would never leave me. I mean, it was things that later I looked back on, it was like, wow, God, that was such a powerful time. Because from that point on, I had an incredible hunger for the word. Mm -hmm. I wanted to talk to him all the time. I prayed over everything mm -hmm. and he started right then to answer prayers in a, wow. such a way that I knew that I knew that I would never stop talking to him about everything. <laughs> so it has been a growing experience. And then marrying Tim, becoming a pastor's wife, even though I was a nurse, yeah. it was in nursing that I began to have opportunities to share my faith with patients. Mm -hmm. And when I got into oncology nursing, I really had the opportunities because so many were facing death. Yeah. And it was interesting. They would say their families didn't want to talk about death and they didn't want to talk to them about that at all because that was like they were giving up. Oh. So they talked to us and we had incredible opportunities to share how much God loved them. Mm. And it was a fabulous time. Then one more experience was just when I thought a patient was going to die and I thought it was my fault. And 
that very weekend, you talk about him being in the details, yeah. that very weekend is when he had us taking young adults on a weekend retreat. And one of the lessons was on worry, anxiety, fear, stress. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And how God has the answer, Philippians 4, 6 to 9. And it's that pray, praise, peace, positive thoughts, and then practice it. Wow. I started to do it that weekend, going from just utter thinking that the end was near. Yeah. And instead, God did a miracle of teaching me how he really is mm-hmm. in the details of scripture. And when he makes promises like that, be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. So we pray about all of it. And he removes and gives his peace. I love that I hear in both of your stories, relationship, not religion. Mm. Um, And and that's one of the biggest things I say, especially did everyone, anyone ever say to you, oh, you're a religious person? Yes. Yes. And and I think it's also tied to a misconception of what prayer is. And we teach our kids this at Bible to school, right? We teach them that prayer is a conversation. Mm -hmm. And who do we have conversations with? Real conversations with? Our friends, our family, people we want to learn about. You know, it's just the same thing. And Mm -hmm. so I love that. And and I'm I'm sure there's been that prayer theme and relationship thing through all your life that you would testify to everyone you talk to. Um, So I want to get into Bible to school. When did you first learn? I don't know this. So please tell me, when did you first learn a Bible to school? It was when Tim was serving at Jerusalem Church as an interim pastor. Yes. And Corey came to speak she in the summer. She came to speak in the Sunday school class and displayed it. And both of us just thought, wow, that is a really neat program. And so I think you went I up and talked to Corey. Yeah, I went out and talked to her and contacted oh. her. I mean, she said that, you know, they were needing helpers all the time. And yeah. so I could apply and I did and started right away in September. That was uh, 2012, the summer oh. of 2012. Okay. In Lancaster City. Yeah. I worked at Hamilton. Okay. So to our listeners, Corey is Corey Pennypacker and she is our CEO. So she was busy in 2012 making the program known. The, the Bible school program has been around for over 40 years yeah. now. And the law that makes it possible, the release time law, has been around for over 100 years. So it's crazy that not everybody knows, right? That's right. Right. Okay, so so she came and talked to you during Sunday school, and Mm -hmm. then you applied, and you started in 2012. September 2012. Okay. Yeah. I worked with Hamilton right up till COVID hit in March. And it hit the week before we were going to do the big whale with Jonah in the second grade. I was so sad about that. Okay. So when did Tim get involved? Okay, it was probably two years after Esther started that they were able to get into uh, Manhattan Township and Schaefer Elementary, which is a school that I served as a bus driver. Okay. So Corey called me and said, hey, uh, we're in Schaefer Elementary, but we need a bus driver because the release time program doesn't meet on campus. They have to meet off campus, which means transportation is needed. I said, Corey, that is excellent. Let me see what I can do. So I knew I had to get approval of my supervisor of Mayhem Township and also the supervisor of uh, Brightville Transportation who provides the buses. Yeah. I'm on my way to my local office to talk to my supervisor and I'm praying, God, you're going to have to open the door for this because then and then I've got to drive to Lebanon 
I walk into the Mannheim Township office and there stands both of them standing there talking. My local supervisor and the Bright Bill Transportation supervisor, I explained what the deal was and uh, what I needed. And both of them, without a split second of hesitation, said, we can do that. You can't make that up. No, that was that was just (laughs) the biggest godsend you can ever imagine that both of them are there and said, yes, we can do that. And uh, as far as I can remember, that was in 2014. And uh, Mm -hmm. that's been nine years. And every year the program has grown. We've needed more drivers and more drivers. And I sort of fell into the role of recruiting these drivers that were needed every year. That's amazing. It, That's it, awesome. It is. It's just that whole thing has just been a God, a God story. All right. So you're still involved. So this has been several years for both of you. I would just like to know your answer to the question, what is your why? Why do you do this? The unbelievable, ever-expanding, ungodly drive of our current culture for the minds and hearts of our boys and girls, of our kids. Yeah. And they are starting as low as kindergarten Mm -hmm. to educate or to indoctrinate these kids in things that are ungodly, they're unbiblical, they are dangerous. And just having that whole thought, Bible to school is the answer, is a God-given answer for reaching the hearts and lives of, of these young people. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. And I've always had a heart for missions. I really have. And I love the year we served in Suriname, but I always love the fact that we have a mission field right here, right here in Mannheim Township. And we can reach these children for the Lord. We don't have to go anywhere. We don't have to learn a language. We're in our own bed every night. And yet we can tell them about Jesus. And I was so impressed with the program right from the start because we got to teach them the CBAs multiple times. That's teaching them how to become a part of God's family, how yeah. to be have faith in Jesus. And so they confessed that they were sinful, mm-hmm. that they had made mistakes, believed that Jesus died for them, for the forgiveness of their sins, and then to ask him, just simply ask him to forgive them and come and live with them. It was so simple and yet so wonderful, and we could tie it into all the different stories. And I started out in third grade at Hamilton, taught then the next year fourth and second grade, and then By the next year, I got involved with Schaefer, so I continued at both, but I did second, and then I followed a class from second, third, and fourth. I got so excited about all the different teachings and all of it because second grade was Old Testament, third was New Testament, fourth was discipleship, which was awesome. So I was just thrilled with the program that I could share Christ with these precious children. And being a pastor's wife, I was always involved with children's ministry. Yeah. And children are precious to God. Oh, my word. And seeing how he has blown up the Bible to school ministry. Yeah. I know he's just doing it all. Well, that, that's perfect. It ties right into he blew up the Bible to school ministry. So I came on the scene in 2017. And I was blessed to meet Tim and Esther pretty much right off the bat because their daughter, Debbie, was the director of the school I went to to volunteer. And so I got to meet and make these connections right away. And Esther was with the program that I was a a small group leader. So I got to see how things were done. I was kind of just shadowing and learning because, you know, I had never heard about this before, which was baffling because it's been around for a while. It was just so special to be able to watch an existing program work. And the Lord had put it on my heart. Actually, in 2017 is when I started volunteering, but I heard about the program in 2007 when I was first married 
And I was sitting at a hoagie shop and saw a flyer on a wall. Wow. And I knew where I lived was not the two schools that it was currently at. And I said, oh, by the time my kids, I have kids and they're in school, there will be a program and they're going to go. Hooray. <laughs> but you know, there wasn't, you know, mm. 10 years later, there was not yet. Mm. And so I asked a few questions. I volunteered for a year. And then the next year, God opened the door for my kids' elementary school to have a program. Yeah. I remember that we were so excited that you were going to open up Neff. <laughs> so, and I know behind that, behind all of that was prayer. Mm. And I know you guys, exactly. we're doing it. Wow. <laughs> so tell me a little bit. I know you believe in the power of prayer. It's evident already in our conversation. I know it. You're prayer warriors. God lays it on your heart. You pray, you commit to do it. And you've seen the power in it. Mm. And it brings them glory. Let's pause right now and take a question from one of our Bible to School kids. Does God really answer prayers? Yes. 1 John 5, 14 to 15 tells us, Here is what we can be sure of when we come to God in prayer. If we ask anything in keeping with what He wants, He hears us. If we know that God hears what we ask for, we know that we have it. God always hears our prayers and answers them according to His will. We can think of His answers to our prayer like a traffic light. Sometimes it's green, that means yes, but sometimes it's red, which means no, because what we are asking for is not part of God's will for us. And sometimes his answer is yellow, meaning wait. Like when Sarah and Abraham prayed for a baby and they waited for years. Like them, we need to yield to God's perfect timing. So yes, God really does answer prayer. So can you just tell us a little bit how you relied on prayer specifically over the years with Bible to School? Okay. I became aware pretty much right from the, the start that Bible to School in certain programs wouldn't exist if it weren't for bus drivers. Yeah. The need to transport the kids from school to a church and back. And so I got involved in that right from with uh, Schaefer Elementary as the first school in Manheim Township. But then every year the program would grow. And I knew if I didn't pray about this, I wouldn't get bus driver. I couldn't because we were asking them to volunteer their own personal time between yeah. their morning run and afternoon run. Yeah. Had to be a volunteer. There was no money involved. And so that was very difficult. And the more that the program expanded, the more I realized this isn't going to happen unless I commit this to the Lord and pray and ask him to direct me. We had 70 drivers, 70 vehicles out there. And there was only the one time that I was able to do that. That's when we would gather in the afternoon on the campus when all 70 are there and yeah. I could go from bus to bus. And I remember one year we had all the drivers we needed, but one. And the program is getting ready to start within a week and I need a driver. And I had gone to everybody that I had a record of checking with and nobody could do it. I had all the drivers except this one. I got back on my bus. It bus was empty and I'm standing there ready to sit behind the wheel. And the Lord said, it's just as, as alive as though I were, he was here. He said, go check with the bus behind you. Okay. I, said, <laughs> I mean, I, w I was startled. It was that okay. real. I got out of the bus and went back and uh, had never met this driver. And I said, uh, hi, my name is Tim. I explained the program. She says, you know, I've been thinking about that. I'm, I'd be glad to help. What? 
God has already said it all. He had had already been speaking to her about this. It was absolutely a God thing. That's amazing. Yeah. What a great story. But that's that's the way he has directed in getting these drivers to, well, right now we're up to like needing 10 drivers every year. But he's been faithfully every year meeting, directing me who to talk to, who's yeah. available. And so it's praise the Lord. So yeah. he's going to do it for Brecht. We're going to need yeah. us. Yeah. Yeah. We have a, um, a, our final, there's six elementary schools in our area. It's been in five and we're adding the sixth this fall. Praise God. Yes. It's a huge answer to prayer. So yes. um, Esther, tell us a little bit about how you relied on prayer over these years with Bible school. Oh my goodness. We would pray all the time over all of our children. But then I got to get a bigger picture at, with Mannheim Township. We started having an actual prayer time together, which you're a part of. Yeah, where there's so uh, several of us that pray for each school. Mm-hmm. And then we would meet together once a month. But I found way back, starting at Hamilton, praying over these precious children that God would give to me and pray for them by name and then just become a part of their lives because they'll tell you things to pray for for them. Mm -hmm. So it was really neat to see God work and then to see him specifically like with certain lessons. I'll have to say, sometimes I would start to get discouraged because Mm -hmm. I'd pray real hard that morning and then it would seem like nothing was happening. And God kept reminding me, you're planting seeds, you're planting, Mm -hmm. I'm the one that does the watering and I'm the one that brings the fruit, you know? And so it's like, okay, God, I let go. You know, it's you do the work that you're going to do. And he would always be faithful. And we have had so many God stories of times when there was a little gal in fourth grade and she was just so upset with all the other kids all the time. And this one day it was on forgiveness and she ended up asking forgiveness of one of the girls. And it was so precious to see them just really start relating to each other on a whole new level. And it was all through God answering prayer and working through his word to bring conviction. There was another beautiful story. I have to tell you this one because with Debbie, I hear extra God stories because she's in all the different programs at Schaefer. But this was in a third grade and their whole lesson was on the story of the rock that building your foundation on the sand or on the rock, you know, and that you need to obey God mm-hmm. when he tells mm-hmm. you what to do. And so the two boys coming to school on the bus had gotten into a big argument. Yeah, they arrived at school just really angry at each other, but the one had really hurt the other one in what he said. Okay. So both of them are at their own tables hearing this story. Yeah. The one little boy was so upset by what his friend had said to him that he actually was had told his teacher, his table leader about it. And the other little boy was so convicted by the Bible story that he told his teacher, his table leader, and she said, you know, you really have to make a decision here. Are you going to obey what God wants you to do? Or are you going to not? And he said he wanted to ask forgiveness. So she gave, said, okay, you go over to the table. At the very moment that he went over there, the table leader and this little boy who he had upset, they were praying together over the healing of the relationship. When they opened their eyes, here he is standing right there asking for forgiveness. Wow. The two of them jumped up, they hugged each other and gave their little fist bump thing. Wow. Yeah. And wow. it was just so God and answering prayer. It's and they got so to see that firsthand. Yeah. Like both of them. Yeah. Right, the power of the teaching of the word and then the power of prayer to answer that. That's beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. 
That's really neat. Do you um, have any encouragement for our listeners? I know people listening are like, oh, that's great for them. You know, they're gifted in this way and God made a way for them to speak into children's lives with their gifts. But this, I don't know where I would fit. Is Bible school something anyone can help with? Is there a job for everyone? Absolutely. Oh my goodness. Yes. You don't have to have great Bible learning or anything because the program is just laid out so clearly. They tell you exactly what to say, the questions to ask. We do such fun things with the children. The children love it. And we really, really encourage anyone that just loves children, enjoys being with children, because I find I am so blessed by them. They are so precious Mm -hmm. and they build into my life in ways that are just wonderful. And they give me joy. They give me joy in how they receive the word, how excited they get when you tell them that God knows their name, that he has the hairs of their head numbered. I mean, and to see the expressions on their face, they're simple truths we're teaching them, but they're so powerful when they take root in their life. Yeah. How about you, Tim? Well, there's well, I'm, I'm thinking of the, the fact that what the kids are growing up in, in the culture, and if there are moms out there who have the time, not only to be reminding their own kids of God's love and what they're facing and the correct way to address certain issues that are coming up in their lives, mm-hmm. but also if they have the time to volunteer uh, as a table leader or a teacher at Bible to School, the program is expanding and so are the needs. Yeah. So, And if there are men out there, men or women who uh, like to drive, we could always use, we need bus drivers every year as the program expands, the need for transportation does as well. So yeah. there's and plenty of opportunities. A, it's only a two hour commitment. That's right. To be a yes. helper or a teacher. Yeah. Yes. A and morning commitment. Yeah, and two you, hours once a week. And you, you get to be a team working with those children, yeah. whatever grade you choose to work with. It's yeah. really exciting. Yeah. And it really is more blessed to give than to receive. Mm-hmm. And this is, I think you had both kind of mentioned this before. I mean, this is the most locally minded mission field. Amen. Yes. You can't get more mission oriented than your own backyard. That's right. In a program yes. that's already existing and yeah. you just yes. insert yourself in there and God does mighty things. Yes. Yeah. More than yeah. half of the children don't even go to church. Yeah. And so we're giving them the opportunity to hear the gospel and how yeah. much God loves yeah. them. Yes. And has a plan for their life. Yeah. And it, it's a state and district uh, approved program. Yeah. I mean, that they, we have the right to introduce boys and girls to the Lord Jesus beginning in second grade, and uh, we don't want to miss that opportunity. Yeah. Well, I don't want to cut you guys off. We're kind of coming to a close here. So before, I want to make sure there weren't any other God stories you wanted to share. Well, it's been exciting to be a part of the Mannheim Township Bible to School program yeah. because we've prayed over getting into all the schools in Mannheim Township. Well, I have to admit Back in the spring, they were talking about starting the program in September at Brecht. We had no parent. We had no church to place to have it. We had no nothing, no site director, no helpers. And it was like, September, we're going to start this program in September. So it's like, okay, God, you're a big God. And I started praying. Everybody was praying. And within just, I want to say two weeks, oh my goodness, we had... A place to meet here, this um, CEO of Calvary Homes had come to our closing program for Bible to School. His children were in it, and he was excited to have Bible to School meet there. So he contacted Gwen, executive executive director. director. Yeah, yeah. And anyway, so we had a place to meet. 
Then we ended up with someone applying for the site director job right away, right behind that. And now we're already set to start this program. And I just am blown away what God did in just a few weeks time. Yeah. Yeah. When the timing is right. When the time is right. We are members of Calvary too. And so we use our ABF to have them praying all the time for Bible to school. Mm -hmm. And they, I get to share the answers and we just kind of keep trying to keep it before them so that we can get more people possibly to work. That's awesome. That's awesome. The harvest is definitely ripe. Amen. (laughs) So um, our listeners, our parents, grandparents, aunts and uncles, neighbors and friends, really anyone who has children in their lives. So I'm just curious what advice either of you would give them when it comes to trusting in the Lord to answer prayers. He's a great God. He is a sovereign God. He knows our needs. He has a plan for the life of the boys and girls in our neighborhood, in our school district. Mm -hmm. And I believe he wants to answer that prayer through his people. And that's who we are. Yeah, We're people of God, trusting him for our own salvation. Let's trust him for the salvation of the boys and girls in our neighborhoods and in our school system. And in our families. I am a big believer in praying over your children, your grandchildren, your, Mm -hmm. you know, as aunts and uncles, your little nieces and nephews. You pray for them and you ask God to just reveal himself powerfully Mm -hmm. to them. And you may not even know what's going on in their life, but God knows. So you're praying to the God who knows everything and you get excited then to watch for what he's going to do. That's the key to watch because he's always working. He never stops working. I love that song, but he doesn't. And so the more we pray over our children and we don't lose heart because Satan will come in with, oh, that's not going to happen. Oh, that's not going to happen. But no, you are taking hold of almighty God. And he says, is there anything too hard for me? You know, there's not. So we keep praying in faith, believing that he will bring our children, our grandchildren, our great grandchildren into his family because we're believing in him and his power to do that. Amen. It reminds me so much about how the Lord tells us we have to be renewing our minds because the world will throw many things at us. But if we're renewing our minds with the truth of God's word word, and we're um, joining together in prayer, um, my friend likes to say, God has a big butt. Yes. (laughs) So to explain, you know, um, this seems impossible. But God. God, that's exactly right. Yes. I would just love if both of you would take a moment to close our time together, bless our listeners, um, bless the Bible School program. You just give it to God right now. Hmm. Okay. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for the privilege to come into your presence all the time, all day long, and just bring the things that you put on our heart to you. Because, Lord, you delight to answer prayer and you delight to give us the desires of our heart. And, Lord, when we're praying for the salvation of children, we know that's your will. And, Lord, you said you're not willing that any should perish. So, Lord, we come to you asking for you to do great things. And we thank you for all the listeners, Lord, that maybe are dealing with different issues where they need to believe you, Lord, for great things in the lives of their children and grandchildren, great-grandchildren. God, we ask that you would mightily bless them, that you would give them great faith to trust you with the lives of their children, with the souls of their children, because Lord, they're in your hands Mm -hmm. and you are a God of salvation. You are a God of mighty, mighty miracles all the time in the lives, whether it be healing physically, 
mentally, spiritually. God, you heal, and we ask that you would work and use the power of prayer in the lives of all the listeners. And for that, we'll give you all praise, Lord, because you're so worthy of it. Father, you have given us the opportunity and the privilege through our state, through our school district, of exposing boys and girls to the truth of the gospel, that Jesus loves them, that Jesus died for them. Father, many, many of our boys and girls have not even been exposed to a church experience, and that saddens us. But Lord, we rejoice in what you have provided through Bible to School. And Father, you know the needs for this program, teachers, site directors, bus drivers. Father, you are aware and you are the God who will supply all of our needs according to your riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Lord, it's not us, it's you. We want you to receive all the glory and all the praise for which we give you thanks in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I just love how Tim and Esther remind us we can be excited to watch what God is going to do in the lives of the children we pray for. As Esther said, we keep praying in faith, believing that God will bring our children, our grandchildren, our great-grandchildren into His family because we're believing in Him and His power to do just that. Wouldn't you love to be the reason a child learns what it means to be in relationship with Jesus? With Bible to School, it's so easy to do that. Join us in our mission to help reach your local public school with the message of Jesus's love. Go to our website, BibleToSchool.com. That's Bible, the number two, school.com, and fill out our Contact Us form. We'll reach out to you to get this discussion started. Don't forget, subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss an episode. Each week, we bring you something new that will bring you fresh ways to talk to the kids in your life about many different topics, all the while pointing them to Jesus. Next week, Corey's interview brings us the joys and challenges of raising kids in a military family. So until then, friends, be blessed knowing that you can tell the children in your life about Jesus.